From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about what you can do to overcome the challenge of not talking about your sex life. And as we start this One Extraordinary Marriage Show, I just want you to think about this quote uh, that was attributed to Anonymous. It said, when you can't talk about your sex life, there's a connection that the two of you are missing out on. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be digging deep into that in today's show. But as we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage Show with a hug, this week is no different this week's hug is sponsored by HelloFresh, and you can check them out at HelloFresh.com. We recently had the opportunity to explore HelloFresh, and you know, this is one of those meal kit delivery services where everything comes, and I got to tell you, it makes it so easy and convenient when you literally open the box and you're just like, oh, it's already there. It's already portioned. It's right. good to go. I mean, there's not much you have to do. It's like... Other than cook. Other than cook, right? Because they even give you the, these really easy to read easy to follow recipes so easy guys that our 11 year old took over one night and made dinner right so you want to talk about easing some of the stress and the challenges that you have in your life and day to day when you're just juggling everything with the kids check this out like you're going to want to go to HelloFresh because here's what they're doing for the one extraordinary marriage family they're giving you 35 dollars off your first week of deliveries when you go to hellofresh.com and enter promo code oem at subscription right? This is such a great way to check this out. And we're going to be actually talking a little bit about how this ties in with this topic today, a little bit later in the show. But it's one of those things that, you know, when we talk about taking our marriages to the next level, one of the ways that you do that is you find opportunities and you find ways to minimize stress, to minimize the challenges that you face. And if, you know, you're looking for a way to make time in the kitchen easier, you're going to want to go to hellofresh.com and type in OEM at checkout. Yep. So this week's hug came from a five-star Facebook review. And those of you that have been listening for a while, you know that hugs come in on iTunes and hugs come in via email. Sometimes we get them via voicemail. We play those on the air. You can also leave us a a review and rating on Facebook. And that's where this one came from. It said, I happened upon the One Extraordinary Marriage Marriage podcast by accident. And then she puts in parentheses, or was it? About a week or so ago, and I love it. I've listened to a few newer episodes, but I'm working my way through the past episodes as well. It's great to hear someone speak that you can relate to. They aren't afraid to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly parts of marriage and life. Uh Tony and Elisa are very down to earth and a joy to listen to. I've gained a lot of insight and ideas and realizations from them. I hope to be able to implement some of their ideas this year. Thank you, Tony and Lisa, for being so honest and transparent and helping us to know that other marriages go through some of the same things. Yeah. You know, from the very first show, our goal has always been to be open, honest, and transparent. And I would say over the last seven years, sometimes, you know, we're going through an area of our life and maybe we don't bring it up just that week, but we still bring it here to the show to Mm -hmm. let you guys know that, hey, couples go through difficult times, but we also go through amazing times. And how do we work through both of those sides? And so that's always been our goal and we will continue to do it. So you know, just a prayer blessing over you guys as you uh, go next level this year. 
Absolutely. And as Tony said at the outset of the show, today we're going to be talking about, you know, how to overcome that challenge of not talking about your sex life, mm-hmm. right? Because as you guys know, a lot of times, you know, and we've been asked this question before, you know, where do you guys get your, your show ideas? Mm-hmm. Right. And so this idea for this particular podcast actually came out of a number of conversations that I had over the past week. And, and typically what happens is, you know, I hear something once and I'm like, Oh, that's kind of interesting Hear it two and three times. And I'm like, we need to actually talk about this on the show. And, and this is an area that we've struggled with early on in our marriage too, where, you know, we're in this place where we can talk about so many things, but we get to the point where we can't talk about our sex life. Or maybe we've never been able to talk about our sex life. And I see this when I'm coaching couples and I'll say, well, well, what is your, what is your spouse? You know, what are their expectations? And, and there's just silence, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe the blank stare or, you know, then it'll be, well, what is your spouse like? Right. Okay. Let's not talk about expectations. Let's just bring it down a notch. Like, what is your spouse like in the bedroom? Mm-hmm, Eyes get right. biggest saucers. It's that whole deer in the headlights thing. Like I just got caught and I don't know the answer teacher, you know, that kind of thing. And, and then, you know, you start to hear the frustration and, and just the struggles that these couples have, because sometimes it's, you know, I don't know how to please my husband or wife. I don't know what he or she likes. I, I don't know if anything, I actually had a, a spouse say this to me last week. I don't know if anything I do in the bedroom is working. Right. And that's, that's a difficult place to be. And, and so then I'll look at the spouse, the other spouse and, you know, I, I look at them and I say, well, so what's going on? And it's, it's seriously now we're like major deer in the headlights. And it usually comes out something to the effect of, I, 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 I can't talk about sex. And there is that little stammer that was intentional. And when the first spouse hears that spouse say, I can't talk about sex, you know, typically if I'm on a coaching call, it's a video coaching call. And so you can just see their face fall, right? Because they just realize that there's a part of their spouse that they don't know. There's, there's this wall in between the two of them. There's this disconnect mm-hmm. because they can't talk about it. And trust me, what you guys hear on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show does not describe the first 11 years of Tony and Elisa. Brian, we did not have conversations like this. We I, can totally relate to this because we have been there in our own marriage. Uh-huh. And so, you know, when, when Elisa talks about that, the, the the face of a spouse is just going, oh, like, what do I do? Been there. Mm-hmm. We've totally have gone through this in our own lives. You know, it, it wasn't something that we just flipped the switch one day and it was just like, woo, we know everything about each other, especially when it comes to our sexual intimacy and we're good to go. Not at all. I mean, this is something that I think for many of us, we'll touch on it once we feel uncomfortable. And so we don't come back to it for two years or something. It's like trying a new position. If it doesn't work the first time, you just don't ever go back there. Right. And so it's something that we need to be on top of you know, regularly. I'm not saying it has to be on a daily basis and yet it does need to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know, it's such a challenge because we live in a world that is hypersexualized, oh. right? When you have commercials about eating a hamburger that can be sexualized, yes, we are. Right. And, and you know, you can't go anywhere and not see like a, how to talk about sex, how to talk to your partner about sex, how to ask for what you want in sex. I mean, you stand in line at the grocery store for those of you that still shop at grocery stores and don't have like Amazon prime deliver your groceries to you. And you see the magazines, right? And you know, there's all different kinds of magazines and virtually every single one of them, if they're, you know, targeting, you know, 
couples or women or whatnot will say how to talk to, you know, how to talk about sex. And, and so we're getting all of these messages, you know, it's all over movies. It's, you know, those funny conversations in movies and stuff like that. And you see it on TV. And like Tony said, I mean, you've got the hamburger commercials that are, you know, practically soft porn. And, you know, so we're in this place that's all sexualized. And yet, when you ask people if they as husband and wife are really talking about sex, more often, the answer is no. Right. right. So all these messages, and yet we're not talking about it. And, you know, part of this goes back to messaging that starts in childhood, specifically for girls, right? A lot of people ha- were taught that good girls don't talk about sex, right? Good, like you just zip your lip and, you know, suddenly, you know, at some point in time, you'll get married and you'll have sex with your husband and maybe you'll figure it out. I mean, that, that's, one, that's one obstacle that we're facing mm-hmm. and being able to talk about it. But it actually becomes more than that, right? And this is, you know, I had that messaging, right? My, my parents never talked to me about sex. Tony's parents, I mean, you, those of you that have been listening to the show for a while know that, you no. know, what was your one conversation with? My dad's conversation with me always was, don't get a girl pregnant. Never explained to me how that would happen. It was just never get a girl pregnant. Okay, so that was... That was my introduction to sex from my from my family. My mom never brought it up. Yeah, I, I do not remember ever having a conversation about sex at any point of my childhood with my mother. And, and that was just where we were. Right. And, you know, so that's, that's one challenge couples are facing. Another challenge to being t- able to talk about sex is that there are a lot of you that don't even know what you want in the bedroom or what works for you, mm-hmm. you know, one or the other, right? So if you don't know what you want or what works for you, it becomes very hard uh, to take it one step further to ask for what you want right. and to actually have a conversation. Cause if, if, you know, case in point, like let's, let's dial this back from sex for just a minute. It's like, if you're going out to eat, right. And the two of you are getting ready to go out to eat and your spouse looks at you and says the question, what do you want? And you come back with that. I don't know. Right. Okay, well, are we going to get burgers? Are we going to get sushi? Are we going to get pizza? All are different palates. If you can't, in that moment, if you can't say what you want, then what ensues? The, I don't know, what do you want to do? I don't know, what do you want to do? Conversation, right? And take that step further. What comes after that? Frustration, irritation, and anger. Which then leads to a date night that is filled with contentment. Discontentment. Discontentment. And... A frustration and a lack of connection. Okay. That's just asking you what you want to eat. Can I be real mm-hmm. clear there? But if you take that to the bedroom and you get asked, what do you want? How can I please you? What works for you? And, and you either don't say anything or you say, I don't know, whatever you want to do. It's going to be met with the same reaction. And I want to say this. It goes both ways. Sure. You know, it really does. Guys, this is going to be the same for you. You know, if your wife comes to you and says, you know, what position do you want? And you're like, hey, I don't know. Whatever you want to do, it goes both ways. This happens, again, from the the female side being where she wants to be, you know, or she has more sexual desire, drive than you. But it goes both ways. And 
so what happens on date night when you can't decide on a restaurant is the same set of emotions that comes out when you can't voice what you want or ask for something in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I know, I, I like, I would actually put it out there that probably 99% of you that are listening to the show have had the dinner conversation. What mm-hmm. do you want for dinner? And you've played out that crazy scenario in your driveway. The same thing is happening when that situation is going on in your bedroom, right? And maybe you've never thought about it the same way, but I'm going to challenge you this week that you need to think about it as if you're sitting in the driveway. Mm-hmm. You know, another area that keeps couples from talking about their sex life is that you've already been in this place of rejection, right? You've asked and you've asked and you've asked and your spouse has said, no, no, never, no way, no how, not going to do it. Don't even ask. Don't ask me again. Right. And again, both men and women shoot their spouses down. Let me be real clear. And when we're shot down time and time again, it gets really tough to open ourselves up. Right. And so you may be sitting at that point right now going, yeah, this is great, Tony Lisa. But every time I bring it up to my spouse, I just get shot down. Case in point, I had a coaching couple last week. The wife asks her husband, what can I do for you? Right. And this wasn't even a sexual conversation. This was just, you know, like, what would you like me to do for you? And he provides her with a response. And she immediately says, I'm absolutely not going to do that. No, let's talk about it. No, the way you're asking, I might not be able to do it, but let's figure out another. She immediately shot him down. And so he totally withdrew from the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I looked at her and I said, you cannot ask him what he wants if you're not willing to entertain his answer, right? Because he's going to stop asking. He's not going to volunteer anything, right? You've just like literally, he finished the sentence three seconds later, he was told absolutely not. And what you want to create in your marriage, we're going to be talking about this, is that rejection piece, folks. We, I mean, we've hammered rejection a lot over the last seven years, and we will continue to do so over the next seven years or however long we do the One Extraordinary Marriage show. But rejection in your marriage will always cause disconnect. Mm-hmm. There, you, you have to take time to, to process. And, and we're really quick in today's day and age. And, and Elisa and I can still do it to ourselves, even is to shut somebody down. Because we have, it, it typically, it comes from a place of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, fear will, will stop us from moving forward. And we have to be able to sense that and realize when we ask our spouse that, that there may, they may say something that we're not ready for. And yet, are we going to let fear dictate how we're going to live our marriage and our lives? Because mm-hmm. really, if we want to go next level, Fear needs to be kicked out of our lives and out of our house so we can achieve that and experience that because being uncomfortable is part of that process of growing. And I know when we get to talking about sex, sexual positions, using certain items in our bedrooms, be it from from vibrators to, to oils to you know different pieces of equipment, whatever it may be, it's real real easy and quick to just shut ourselves off and our spouse out. Absolutely. And and again, you want to take your marriage to the next level. I mean, that's the theme of this year with One Extraordinary Marriage. We got to push past these walls. We got to push through these challenges, mm-hmm. right? And, and one of the other ones that I've heard a lot is, well, I just don't know how to start the conversation. And it's a valid one. That, that's, that's valid, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If you never start the conversation and we're going to be sharing some very specific ways to be able to start the conversation um, in today's show. But if you don't ever start that conversation, you're never going to bridge that gap. Nope. Right. 
granted, most of us have parents that never talk to us about sex. That was, you know, that's been pretty common for generations. I mean, even our kids know substantially more about, I mean, they've got us as parents than their peers, right? There is still very much a, I'm not going to talk to my kids about that. And we get it. But here's the thing. Do you want your kids to be in the same position that you have been in when they get married? Or do you want to like, you know, this is why we're talking about it, right? Because we want to break this generational challenge. Mm. We want to equip you guys with this mm. because when you have all of these different thoughts swirling around in your head, it's keeping you from that intimacy. And, and in all honesty, your spouse cannot bring you pleasure if they don't know how or they don't know what works. And they want to. They want to be there. They want to please you. They want you to experience this closeness that nobody else can bring you. And again, we're going to talk about some ways where you can where you can get into that and we're going to hopefully break off some areas where you can just go, oh, okay, let's go down this way. And I just want to say one thing because I actually had somebody tell me this last week. They're like, well, you know, my body just responds, right? Okay, yes, your body does respond to touch, but that's not enough of a feedback loop for your spouse to know what's working. I've always said with Elisa, and, and this for me personally, and maybe some of you can relate, I need vocal to know if that works. And vocal vocalization for me in that moment is not talking to me saying, yes, that's the spot. Although I do sometimes do that. Yes, that, that's true. It's more of the the moans, the the expression of that feels good. You know what I'm saying? And just being able to do that for your spouse, again, both female and male, mm-hmm. can change that dynamic in the bedroom for you. Because when you vocalize and when you share, right? Like let's just say call it sharing. Because for some of you, it will be, yeah, that works for me. No, it doesn't. That type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know you provide feedback for your spouse so that they know because if you can get more of what you want from your spouse in terms of feeling good pleasure orgasm good touches however you want to call it why wouldn't you Mm -hmm. right why wouldn't you go down that path and and we know those of you who are part of the one extraordinary marriage family which means all of you listening Yes. Like, just to be clear, in case you weren't sure you were part of the One Extraordinary Marriage family, we know you want extraordinary marriages. You're not, you're not in that, like, let me have a ho-hum, mediocre, let's just survive existence. Right? I actually had one couple, uh, and I pulled this quote from a uh, message that I got this week, but this couple told me, we want to be the couples that others look to and say, I want a marriage like that one. And I thought, you know what, that pretty much sums up everybody that we know in the One Extraordinary Marriage family. Yeah. Right? So we want to share some very specific actions that you can take this week to get the conversation started. But before we do that, we want to remind you that one of the ways to get the conversation started is by taking the stress off in other areas. And this week, you can do that by getting that $35 off your first week of deliveries. So make sure that you visit HelloFresh.com and enter promo code OEM when you subscribe because it's going to get past the, what are we having for dinner? Right, mm-hmm. that whole frustration that comes with that, and allow you to make more time for the two of you to talk about important matters, right? Like your and sex I w- life, right? And I would even, if you guys can do it, make it a date night. Make it a date night where, really, when Elisa and I make our HelloFresh meals, 
and we're doing it together, it takes the stress out of trying to figure out what we're even doing. I mean, we're just reading a recipe and allows us to talk. It's a lot of fun. allows us to just relax in that moment together. If you have kids, it might be one of those things that you got to wait for them to go to bed to make a dinner like that. Or just, hey, maybe, maybe you get a sitter as spring comes around that they can take them out to the park for an hour or two and you guys can hang out together at home. So we need to lay down a few ground rules for having the conversations about talking about sex. Okay. And the reason that we do this is to keep everybody safe. Right. Right. It's not, it's not to make things hard, but number one, don't talk about sex in the bedroom. Right. Which for some of you is going to be like, well, why not? And here's the deal. There are too many emotions, too many memories, perhaps of things that have not gone well Mm-hmm. in your bedroom. And sometimes when you start talking about sex in the bedroom, when you're having one of these conversations to explore what works, what doesn't work, what might work, what you might want to try, there's this expectation of, well, if we're talking about in the bedroom, then he or she, whoever initiated the conversation or whoever's responding is expecting that this is going to go to sex. Right now. Right now. Like we've talked about it. Let's get naked, have sex. No, no. So like find another, pl- go sit outside. Yeah. You know? Enjoy the fresh air. Go for a walk. Go to a park, go somewhere else that doesn't have the emotional weight of, oh my goodness, we're talking about our sex life. <sighs> I, I personally, when Elise and I talk about it, I honestly like when we're on drives. I, I for something for That's me, so interesting for yeah. me, I, I like that ability just to be in the car and we're just talking about this topic. I feel that we have more privacy. You, you know what I'm saying? It's it, it is a intimate subject. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do feel awkward about speaking. And I'm talking about the people around us. So to be sitting in a restaurant talking about it, they're more awkward. They feel awkward if it comes up or if there's kids around or what have you. For me, I don't feel awkward talking about it with Elisa. I do enjoy the that movement of just being in a car and just rolling. I mean, some music's on. It's, it's just something that we can just talk about. And like Elisa said, it, there's no real expectation that we're going to have sex right there and then because we are just going down the highway or going down the road and, and, and sharing these moments. And it's so funny that you say that because I think back over the last few years, I think most of our, like, we need to have a sex talk talks at like everyone I can think of in a car. Yeah. That's so crazy. I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about that before. So I, I just want to take a few of the challenges that we had talked about earlier in the show and just kind of dig into them a little bit further, kind of give you a different mindset around them. And the first one is that good girls don't talk about sex. And I just want to, <laughs> there's something I got to share with you all, right? And, and I'm going to, I'm going to ask your permission to be real with you because you're no longer a girl right? You're a woman. And we're not talking about girls talking about sex, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I have an 11-year-old daughter. I don't necessarily need her you know, sitting around with her friends talking about sex. But what we're talking about with all of you is grown women talking to your husbands about sex. And this goes... V- or, or grown men, right? You know, for for you guys, you're not a boy anymore. Right? You're not your 12, 13-year-old guy hanging out with your buddies, you know, talking about something that you've never really seen or done or what, you know, you're a man mm-hmm. in a marriage and, and a woman in a marriage, in a committed relationship where you are striving together to make it extraordinary. See, you know, that whole idea of good girls don't talk about sex it leads to this idea that, you know, talking about sex is dirty or wrong or makes you a bad person. Well, in reality, as a mature man or woman talking about this topic with your spouse, it means that you're a functioning part of your marriage. It's one of 
the forms of intimacy, sexual intimacy. Right. This is, this is a mindset shift for mm-hmm. a lot of you that you're rewriting the story that you have, that you've been feeding yourself for a long time about good girls. You're not a girl. You're not a boy. Like show up in your marriage as an adult mm-hmm. and start having conversations like adults. Treat yourself like an adult. What would you talk about? You know, another one that we mentioned there was, I don't know what I want. Okay. There's only one way to find out. And my coaching clients know when we start talking about sex and they're like, well, I don't know what I want. I'm like, okay. So when you were in high school, right? And you had to take sex ed or health or you know whatever they call it, they put it all under all different kinds of names, right? It was kind of the overview version mm-hmm. and it had a textbook and it was very dry and it wasn't like you were really talking about sex anyhow. Okay. Well, maybe you were in the sex ed class, but it's all surface level. Here's the reality. You have the real life living, breathing, it actually responds version, right? You have a living, breathing body. Explore it. Explore it with your spouse. Explore your spouse's body. It's the best version of sex ed. If you don't know what you want or what works for you or what makes you feel good, it's time to go back to school. In quotations. In quotations. Yeah, sorry, I just did it. You guys couldn't (laughs) see it. Go back to school in quotes and start studying each other. And, and I'm going to add into this piece of it, it's also studying and learning what works, not just on your body, mm-hmm. physically. Like oh, we've, we've talked about a number of things before that help us get into that place. And we've had to learn it, like our sound and sleep machine. That has been a game changer for us, especially as our kids have grown up and gotten older. Right now, we're really into um, a diffuser. We, we have our sound and sleep machine still. Diffuser in the bedroom. Wow. You know, I don't know what I want. And yet, when we started figuring out, like, this adds another layer, another level to that emotional and sexual intimacy, you know, I don't know, but it sounds like it would be really cool. Oils. adding and enhancing with essential oils. Mm -hmm. Wow. Are we finding out that that adds a whole nother level to our sexual intimacy? And so, you know, it's the ability to go, all right, we're going to try this. And we had to buy the oil. We had to buy the diffuser and see if it would work or not. We even had to experiment with a few different oils in the diffuser because Tony put one in one night, just as a quick funny story. Yes. <laughs> and you know, he puts it in the diffuser and you know, he's making all, you know, like I know he's initiating. And I'm laying there and I'm just, you know, deep breathing because he's got and I'm like falling asleep. Like I have to hold my eyelids open. I'm like, honey, I, I can't even stay awake. I don't know what oil you put in there, but it is having such a relaxing effect. Needless to say, we now use more uplifting uh, we've had to figure out the different scents work for us in order to get us in the mood and keep us awake. To be able to have sex. That night, we did not have sex. We actually fell asleep. And I was a bit frustrated, you know, when I fell asleep. I'm like, what's going on? Like, I, I'm, I'm showing initiation and I, I'm trying. And she's honestly just falling asleep. And, and, and inside, I'm going, what the heck? Like, what's happening here? Uh, shortly after, I, I ended up falling asleep as well. The next day, you know, when we started talking about this, what happened? Like, why? in come to find out you know when she's like well what oil did you put in there and i and i pulled it out she's like oh yeah that thing makes me that that puts me to sleep i'm like oh well okay we'll, we'll use a little something more that pick you up like i don't know lavender or we have no, like a not citrus, lavender citrus we go lemon with the citrus or something whatever yeah yeah but again it's not a failure 
We don't, we don't use that, hey, we failed, it'll never happen again in our language anymore. We, we just go, hey, we tried something, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So let's make adjustments. Let's get to talking about that again. Let's, get, let's be open and honest with each other. Let's not put up on all our masks on and get all frustrated with each other. You know, it happened. And it is, it is easy to, to be in that moment and be very frustrated. Believe me, I've been there and we shared that a couple of weeks ago from our trip uh, to Puerto Rico. Absolutely. And, you know, the last one I want to just touch on here as we're wrapping up the show is the one that, you know, we probably hear most often and that you've probably heard in your marriage too. I don't know how to start the conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I never learned. Nobody ever showed me. I feel awkward, whatever it is. And, and here's what I'm going to tell you and what my clients keep hearing from me. You start the conversation with a timer and one question. That's it. Right. Those are the only two things you need to start a conversation on sex. And, and you know, everything that we talk about on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show is about being intentional. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you want to see this area of your marriage change, you need to be intentional about it. So the first part, the timer, and please, you know, go out and buy yourself a little kitchen timer so you're not even tempted to look at your phone. Just set it for 10 minutes. Right. Because I know every single one of you can do something for 10 minutes. You've probably spent that much. Time. Well, I know you have. We're almost 30 minutes into the show. You've spent almost 30 minutes with us. So you can do something for 10 minutes. Set the timer for 10 minutes. Have a resource like 19 questions to amazing sex. And we're going to put the link in the show notes and just ask one question, right? But you both have to answer, right? It's not enough for one person to like set the timer for five minutes. So you each have a chime. But at the end of that time, you guys can, you know, decide, do we want to keep talking about this topic or are we done? And, And both of those are the right answer right? There's no, if your spouse is, especially the one that has difficulty talking about sex, thank them for the 10 minutes that they spent with you. Mm-hmm. Set up another time to do it in a couple weeks, right? Yeah. But, but here's the thing. Most people feel comfortable if they know the conversation's not going to go on indefinitely. And if they only, you, you guys can both have a copy of 19 Questions to Amazing Sex, right? Like download it, print it out, make two copies. Right. And to get that, you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 19 questions. Super easy. Yeah. 19 questions. And, and it does. It makes a huge difference. A buddy of mine came up to me recently and said, Tony, those 19 questions, he goes, amazing. It, it really opened up some areas for my wife and I that were pretty open and honest. And yet it, it just allowed us for just one question at a time to open up some areas, mm. which then led them to doing the seven days of sex challenge, or starting the seven days of sex challenge, completing the seven days of sex challenge, wow. because they were going off those 19 questions that allowed the emotional intimacy, right, between them to grow. They started connecting emotionally and starting to learn about each other. And then because I was outside the bedroom, they're able to take that inside the bedroom Mm -hmm. with their seven days of sex challenge, which we share in our book. You know, there are different things that you want to do on each day to keep that lively, you know, so because it can, at the end of it, towards the end of it, he was like, dude, that's tough. That was really tough for seven days and trying to stay, you know, on top of it. And he's an entrepreneur and she's an entrepreneur and they're running around and they're doing this stuff and rah, rah, rah. So it, it's amazing what can happen when we just start with one question and both of you having that. Mm-hmm. So neither of you are blindsided. Please don't. You know what? I mean, Elise and I go over that 19 questions. The last time we did it was on our 20th anniversary and it was amazing to go over that again with each other. Mm-hmm. And wow, was it, it's led to some new areas for us after 20 years of marriage to be going like, wow, okay. Again, 
Hence the, the diffuser, the oil, the different things that we're introducing because we learned about, Hey, well, why aren't we, why don't we try this now, which we haven't done before. So guys this week, get yourself a timer, get the 19 questions, push through the fear Mm -hmm. that's been keeping you back, push through those messages that were maybe applicable when you were 10, 12, 15, but aren't so applicable now that you're a married man or married woman. Mm-hmm. right? Show right. up in your marriage as an adult and watch what happens when you start to create the intimacy, when you start to create connection at this level in this area of your marriage. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. And it's what we want for you guys to take this area of your marriage to the next level this year. Yeah. And for those of you who are listening, you're like, man, I, I want to get there. And yet I'm struggling personally and I need some breakthrough. I would suggest that you go check out Elisa's coaching and you can do that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. It, it's amazing what can happen when you just begin to share what's happening and then you're able to have an action plan in front of you to then put and implement into your marriage. So go out there this week, challenge yourself to get at least the 19 questions, get a date on the calendar, get a timer, and answer one of those questions with your spouse this week. We love you guys. We hope you have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.